1: Welcome back to another episode of Betches Brides. I'm your host, Fallon Carter. I want to shout out all the moms, dads, parents, caretakers, people who are responsible for other humans, and dogs. Because I have a newfound respect. Like, I've always respected people with children, just because I was like... With the job that I have, the amount of stress, the amount of time and attention to detail, I I have... Right now, and I'm working on it, but I have pr- fairly little time for anything else that is not that. So I recently had a friend with a dog. And so I'm, I, I, it's a kind of a, an in, intriguing story. But technically, my personal trainer is – one of my really good friends here in L.A. is the one who recommended me to the personal trainer. She is friends with the personal trainer. We'll call her Emily. So, Emily is friends with the personal trainer. Now, my personal trainer is stopped personal training like me right now because I'm just eating chips and fries all over the place. She got a promotion and she's now personal trainer for Usher. So, she is in Vegas. She needed to go immediately. She didn't have plans to take care of the dog. So, she's like, she's off to the races. I'm not getting personal trained, but no worries. Usher is getting personal trained in Vegas. Good for him. Because I'm not. Anyway, so while she's over there, her dog is here. And my friend, Emily, is taking care of the dog. Very last minute, we're all, we're all pitching in, right? So she's telling me about how she's taking care of the dog. And I was like, oh, my God, I love dogs. I would love to help you take care of the dog. And, like, I want a dog so bad. Every day I see a dog video, I'm like, I should really get a dog. Like, I could do this. I want a dog so bad. And I was like, you know what? This would be great training for me to understand how it would impact my lifestyle and if having a dog is for me and if I want one because I'm really excited. I love dogs. I used to have a dog, Snuggles. Snuggles and I used to snuggle. It was a great thing. So I tell my friend, hey, give me a weekend. I'm here for it. Count me in. Put me in, coach. I'm there. So she brings over the dog, which the name is Hendrix. And the dog, I was like, Hendrix? And I was like, like the gin. And she's like, no, Jimi Hendrix. I was like, oh, but it's like a little petite white fluffy dog. I was like, eh, I think I'm going to call her Penny. Penny feels better. But anyway, so I'm, clearly you can see how equipped I am for this job. I'm already changing the dog's identity, name, all the things. Anyway, so my friend Emily drops off the dog and I'm like, so does the dog need to go on a walk now? She's like, yeah, I would take one out. I was like, well, I have a call. And she's like, Fallon. I was like, you're right. Okay. Focusing on the dog. Not me. So, <laughs> take the dog for a walk. And then it really does click in, like, you know, she's not going to the bathroom fast enough. I was like, hey, sis, like, all right, Hendrix Penny, like, what we doing? Because um, I need to go. Meeting's happening. <laughs> and she's just wait, looking for grass, taking her time. And I was like, and then she goes poo-poo. And I was like, I'm going to need to pick this up, right? I do. Mm, ah. Huh. So... Ultimately, she and I, you know, we, we do okay, but I clearly overfed her because I'm feeding her like e- after every time I take a walk. I talk to my friend and she's like, Fallon, you're supposed to f- not feed her that often. And I was like, Well, I would I want to eat three times a day. <laughs> Just so I'm pretty much kind of killing the dog. I don't have any toys. My my apartment's rather sophisticated, so it's got 50 shades of like beige everywhere. And, you know, she's over here chasing her tail, looking for joy and and merriment. She's whimpering at me. She's making me feel guilty for working. I I wasn't a fan. So, you know, after the first night, you know, I I put Penny's bed. Okay, Hendrix. I put Penny's bed on the floor. I made her a little cot, a little moment. It was great. I go to sleep. And, of course, I have my fabulous Brooklyn in sheets, which I love. And then I wake up in the morning and sis is on my pillow next to me with her rear end and her little paw feet that have been out in the world on. Uh, 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 so I was like, oh, this girl's got to go if she thinks she needs to be laying in somebody's bed. The way, the way, the audacity. Anyway, so I did tell my friend Emily to come get the dog the next day. And, and I kept texting her. Are you on your way? When are you coming? Coming now? Anyway, all, all of this to say, congrats to moms and people who have children, dads, parents, all the things. Because if y'all can do this and go to work, and, the pers- and, the, and dogs don't even talk. Like, kids, they talk and they cry and they have requests. Woo! 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 I'm going to need some training because that was a lot. I just want to shout out to all the moms out there and the people who take care of other people. There is nothing like it, and I can only imagine what you experience. So I want to let you know I see you, I appreciate you, and I acknowledge you. We're going to get into this week's episode with Caitlin. She is planning a wedding while she's in law school, and her beau, Harry, is doing his PhD, so they're, one, crazy for doing this at the same ta- time. And also, this is her first wedding as an adult, and she will be the bride. Woo! Hot, honey. Let's get into it. We're gonna have a really good friend of mine on uh, talking about month of coordination. Lauren, she only does month of coordination. She's one of my favorite people, and she's got a lot of great tips. So let's get into how to prepare for your month of coordinator. All right.
2: Hey, Caitlin, how are you? I'm doing well. Fallon, and yourself? We're good.
1: We're good. So excited to have you on.
2: I'm excited to be here. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to be on the show. It's my favorite.
1: It's our pleasure. <laughs> tell me about your partner. How'd you guys meet? What's, what's their name? His
2: name is Harry, and it's the best story that I get to tell every time someone asks me. Um, so we were both studying abroad in Madrid, Spain, me from Miami, Florida, and him from London, England. Um, so we were both staying at the same university. We're in the same friend group. We got to know each other and we just fell in love. And we're one of those, you know, (laughs) couples that got to do the long distance, but now we're together here in Miami. Oh, love. Okay, perfect.
1: And how long have you guys been dating?
2: Now we're looking at about three and a half years. All right, cool. All
1: right. So you guys are ready to take the big leap. And are you both in school still or...
2: Yeah, so I'm about to enter my last year of law school, and he is midway in his PhD program.
1: All right, cool. So you guys are planning a wedding while still attending schools. This is hardy. How are you doing that?
2: (laughs) Honestly, I think it's been a lot about, um, you know, allocating the proper time and energy towards it. Mm -hmm. Um, We try not to work on the wedding every single day. To allocate okay. specific time within our schedules to do. So when we both know we're like energized, ready to go, have time to do it.
1: All right, cool. So tell us about what you're planning right now.
2: Yeah, so I think we're going to stay here in Miami, Florida. Uh, we've rented an estate on the water. We're going to do both the ceremony reception on there. We're going to have about 100 guests. And a couple of his family members are flying across the pond. To come on over. Okay. And when is your wedding? It is coming up soon, actually, October 12th. Wow, right around the bend. So
1: you guys have taken the deep dive to plan this wedding. And how many weddings have you been to?
2: I've actually never been to a wedding as an adult. I've been to mm. two as a child. So um, <laughs> there's a lot of new things I'm navigating and learning.
1: What's one of your biggest learnings so far?
2: For sure, how much everything costs. <laughs> I think is the major first one. Um, second, I guess how much detail goes into the planning process. Not even about itself, but like everything surrounding the wedding. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There's a lot of micro details. And tell me more about your culture.
2: Yeah. So um, I was born in Miami, but my family's half Cuban, half Guatemalan. Like I said, he's from England, Harry. So then his family's. English. So it'll be really interesting. This will actually be the first time that our families meet one another. We're, I think it'll be fine. I don't think there's going to be too much trouble. My family's no. fun and lovely. His as well. So it's going to be great.
1: Love have you guys met each other's parents or your parents have met or have you met his parents and vice versa?
2: Yes. Um. So I flew over. I lived there for about six months and I was able to spend time with his family and get to know them better. Okay. And Actually, the first time he visited the U.S. was like the week before, you know, the pandemic shut everything down. So he got to know oh, my wow. family real well <laughs> for a couple months there. <laughs> okay, cool. Wow. All right. So you
1: guys are planning this like blended cultural wedding in Miami. And you've basically never really been to a wedding as an adult, which... In all honesty, I became a wedding planner after attending my first wedding as a Mm -hmm. as a adult. And I was like, this is awesome. I gotta do this for a living. This is great. I (laughs) I thrive off of this. And I was planning to go to law school, which you actually have are about to complete. And I was like, I'm gonna become a wedding planner instead. And here we are. So (laughs) it's (laughs) like, I have a feeling your first experience as a guest or your your first experience as just an actual bride is gonna be really lovely. What are some of the things that you're like? I would love to get some help or some coaching or guiding.
2: Luckily, uh, we're getting a month of coordinator. She's going to start actually like six weeks before the wedding. But basically, I want everything laid out for her to kind of grab the baton and take it over the finish line. Also, summer is going to come to an end. Theoretically, Mm. I would have wanted to plan the most and like buy the most things as possible before my school semester starts. So do not have to worry about it as much when I'm studying.
1: All right, cool. So I think the first step here is understanding, and we'll, we'll get to the month of coordinator conversation, but before you get to the month of coordinator, you really want to have kind of like all your bells and whistles kind of tightened. And you may not have them like all the way completed or finalized, but you at least want to have all your major vendors solidified, booked, and mm-hmm. confirmed. Right now, how are you feeling about the vendor selection, vendor sourcing, and securing of your creative partners?
2: Yes, I definitely have like the main ones down. I have yeah, the estate, um, my party rentals, catering, flowers, photography, videography, my reverend, and some live music and also a DJ. All
0: right, cool. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy.
1: So understanding kind of a timeline. Now, do you have a better, you have a clear understanding of like when hair and makeup is going to happen and what time your event is going to end? Do you have the kind of the
2: meet between? Uh So I actually don't know everything that goes in okay. the behind okay. the scenes before the wedding starts. I have an outline of what happens from 4 p.m. when it starts to 10 o'clock when it ends. Okay. Uh, what I would like to happen before that, okay. I understand getting dressed, makeup was the first thing I think of. Before that, also, yes. I don't know what task I should handle, what my coordinator mm-hmm. handles, and what I should delegate out to family yeah. members that are part of the party.
1: Perfect. So I would say the first things first is take it from like when you're creating a run of show. And again, you just need to put the shell together. The mission is your month of coordinator will come and she'll have a pre-production schedule, which will organize like what mm-hmm. time the florist needs to get there, what time vendors need to get there. But I think an important detail you might want to have is like what time do you actually have access to your venue?
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: if you understand that, she can work backwards and make sure it happens. Like maybe if your ceremony is starting at 4 o'clock, maybe you have access at 9 a.m. or 10 a.m. or whatever the time might be.
2: Luckily, our venue is letting us drop off kind of like the furniture and stuff like that the day beforehand. Okay. Um, because it is a weekday wedding. It falls on a Thursday. So oh, they're letting love. us drop okay. everything else on the Wednesday.
1: On the Wednesday. Yeah. Perfect.
2: And then the morning of, I guess, is more like the fresh stuff that needs to get there.
1: Yeah. So your flowers, food, and bev, all that fun stuff. So for your month of coordinator, definitely having those details would be good.
2: So we're talking about the run of show, but I'm thinking I probably have a different run of show than what my DJ is allowed to see or my photographer. Mm. Like how many different ones should I have and for who to see?
1: Perfect. So I generally have three run of shows. I have one that's a master and this is one that all of your vendors see and it involves every single one of them. And you kind of highlight their name so they can see it really clearly. I also have a version that you see as, a, as mm-hmm. a planner, of course, there's a, a I, I call it my dumbed down version. So you don't get a panic attack of like, cake comes at this time, lighting man comes at this time, but it's a version for you to clearly understand the day, the toast, the formalities, mm-hmm. all of those things. And then I have one other version, which is specifically for your VIPs. And this is your wedding okay. party, your family. And that's a really simplified version of like, be dressed by this time. <laughs> You eat food at this time. We dance at this time. But just (laughs) so they know where they're going to be for pictures and they don't run off. And I think it's also preparing your family for this. You also want to give them a good checklist of how to prepare themselves. So like what to have. Um, So within a, like, we'll send them like a short condensed run of show of like the transportation's leaving at this time. You should be dressed and ready to go at this time. But it should also say... If there's any stipulations on nail color, like, hey, Mm -hmm. this is not the day to wear the neon green. Like, maybe let's save that (laughs) for another day. Um, If you have specific needs that your hair and makeup team need to have, like, this is the time to communicate, hey, make sure you're coming with a clean face. Your mascara should be off. Um, Your hair should be washed and blown straight. So understanding what does your makeup team need for your wedding party to be ready if there are any pre-organized, like the guys are going to go golfing in the morning um, or they you guys are, are playing. The, <laughs> perfect. If they're going golfing, what time are they leaving for their tea time? What time does that happen? What time do they need to be back by? Um, yeah.
2: Especially in the Miami sun. I'm like, you need to wear a hat and just a face full of yeah. sunscreen. No one's getting yeah. done today.
1: <laughs> exactly. So have that sunscreen too, just because they're probably going to forget. Um, And identify who's going to be their point person. Because the last thing is you don't want anyone calling you on the day. So my favorite thing about um, the VIP timeline is it identifies who their point person is. And that needs to be your month of coordinator. Or Mm -hmm. if there's a person on your wedding party, like, hey, guys, call Melissa when you guys are 10 minutes out. She'll come and bring you lunch or whatever it might be. But Make sure that no one has your number to call you in case of emergency. They should be calling a lot of other people, not you.
2: Yes, I for sure need to be zen that morning. (laughs) I'm the type of person I, you know, like to have a bit of control over events, especially that I'm hosting. But I know this is the kind of ordeal where I'm going to have to give up some of that power.
1: (laughs) You go into guest mode once you're in the hair and makeup chair. Like I was like, I don't want to hear any more calls. Don't ask me any more questions, I would say. Mm -hmm. Like, set set your boundaries really clearly. Like, if I'm Mm -hmm. preparing for my wedding, I don't want you asking me anything about when you're eating. I don't want you to ask me any questions about when the transportation's coming. I'm going to give you a phone number of someone to call with those questions and concerns because they no longer involve me because I've given you a run of show. C said, run of show. (laughs) Like...
2: Yes. And I've already given my coordinator permission. If someone's wearing white, ask them to leave. Also, if you're showing up late to the ceremony, do not walk in. Just wait. In that the part. Lobby. Just wait.
1: <laughs> that part.
2: And if you do not
1: want anyone to wear white specifically, sometimes people still wear like a cream or they'll wear something else. If you have that concern, I would explicitly put that language somewhere on your website.
2: Okay. And then in the spirit of just getting things, ideas, actual things ready as much as possible beforehand, I've seen online some people have like, you know, those big plastic boxes labeled with different things to hold what they've purchased for the wedding. Like what should those Mm -hmm. boxes be labeled? What should I be organizing and how?
1: I would talk to your month. I mean, and we'll talk about this a little bit later. Sometimes those It's identifying what has to actually go in the boxes. So tell me more about what's going in these boxes. Like, have you done some DIY stuff?
2: So we have um, some table numbers that we got from Etsy. Overall, the wedding is going to be like a European garden ball vibe. Okay. So we have some like wooden table numbers. Um, We have some silk flowers that we're going to use um, around to definitely pack those up. And just also like emergency things, I would imagine, maybe like trash bags, medicines. I don't know. Anything could happen.
1: (laughs) Okay. So I would, one, work with your venue to identify the things that you're responsible for bringing. Just because you don't want to overpack things that aren't necessary. Because the one thing you have to remember is what you bring, you have to take away. So when you're packing these boxes, make sure you understand how are the boxes getting to the venue And how are they getting away from it? So who at the end Mm -hmm. of the night when everyone's beautifully drunk and in merriment and joy, who's being responsible for picking up the boxes or packing the boxes back up? And is it a world in which your venue will hold the boxes and hold your stuff for an additional day? And Mm -hmm. it's rare if you're a Thursday wedding because they might have a load-in for a Friday, but something to ask them, is there a place we can store this at least until we come and remove it? But when you're labeling boxes, Think about where they're going and understand labeling them for the place where they're going and they can... So like if it's an emergency thing that you need for the wedding party, make sure maybe that one's in someone's car that's at the hotel or it's at the hotel. Another box needs to be delivered specifically for the cocktail hour and it needs to be labeled cocktail hour. One other box should be labeled reception decor. So label it based on when it's being used in the day as opposed to... These are all the things for the ceremony, reception, cocktail hour, all like separate them and divide them based on which portion of the day they're actually needed for, which will make it really easy for the person unpacking them.
2: Okay. Makes sense. And then with that, I would imagine to also create a checklist of what I plan to throw away from that and then what I intend to keep.
1: Yeah. So generally we have a checklist of the things that have to be returned to you. And then everything else is kind of like a choose your own adventure. If you want to get really granular, you can also color code and label everything with. Like sometimes we'll do a different color tape to a different color item and we label that color like saying, Hey, these are all the blue items. All the blue items are marked here. All the green items are marked Mm -hmm. here. So on your floor plan, you can correlate with what goes where. So that way when you're not physically there, you know exactly the person can understand this key and this map to get them to put these things in the place based on the color scope that you've given.
2: Okay. I understand. Yeah, that's smart. I probably will do that. (laughs)
1: Good. Have fun. (laughs) And then I think with preparing your family and preparing your friends, are you asking them to do anything after the evening? Like, Because sometimes when you have stuff like this, I just assign maybe a really sober person or a really responsible person saying, hey, at the end of the night, can you make sure to grab the... And also you have your month of coordinator, but Mm -hmm. giving her that checklist of like, can you grab my um, cake knives and the cake topper? Or if you want to save the top tier of your cake. So all of those little things, just making sure that like you're saying, make a list to get them back.
2: Yeah. I want to balance my family enjoying their time and not having to worry, but then also having, you know, helping me out of (laughs) it, relieving some stress off of me. So I, I don't want it to be to the point where they're, thinking about the responsibility and not thinking about just enjoying their time there. I've I taken agree. your advice on the on the podcast I've listened to. I do not have like a bridal party of my friends. We're still doing a bachelorette trip in two weeks actually, but it's just like my friends is not necessarily love. a bridal party. So I think it'll mostly be yeah like parents and siblings that are gonna be helping out the behind the scenes.
1: I love that. And I think um understanding exactly what you need help with like as you're mm-hmm. starting to make more list of like I really need help with this I really need help with that identify the things that are kind of low value or low priority and not low value but like this is something someone else could do that I don't really need or making it really clear like I really need someone to go pick up the cake or I need to, someone to pick up something or drop something off making those tasks really clear on the front end and communicating them really clearly will really be prove to be helpful as you're getting closer to your day. And some of these minutia stack up, especially as you're getting busier with law school um, and mm-hmm. Harry's getting busier at school. Really identify these little nuanced tasks that you think someone else in your family could help you guys with.
3: Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching.
2: What of an opposite problem where people I w- was not attend- like intending to see in the morning my wedding are like, yeah, I'll get there early. I'll help you out. I'll do this for you. And I was like, mm-hmm. kind of want to be like me, my mom, my mother. And, and not mom. you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, the <laughs> only way to
1: uninvite, well, you've never invited them. They have invited themselves. Is to not give the location of where you will be. Fair. Okay.
2: (laughs) See you at four. See you at the wedding. (laughs) (laughs) See you
1: there. (laughs) See you at four. See you soon. Yeah, I can't wait to see you at the ceremony. Mm. Makes
2: sense. Also, also the thing with um, some friends and family that I'm thinking about is – some people are flying in, which I'm so grateful that they're doing. Mm, um, mm-hmm. It's on a Thursday. So, of course, I'm imagining some people might want to stay for the weekend. It's Miami. They want to explore. How much am I expected to, like, spend time with certain people? Even though I love them and I wish I could spend all time in the world with them, I do not think I'll have the bandwidth to do so.
1: No. And that's what's so so special about, you know, the trend of a welcome event, or hosting Mm. kind of a a mixer, if you will. So hosting those pre-ceremony events is kind of that time. And in all honesty, I think people totally understand that they're not going to have all the time in the world with you because of obvious reasons. And I think that's a given. I think it's up to you to say, I really want you to come to this welcome event, or I'd really love for you to come here and see me even if you're not hosting a welcome event and there are some people that specifically you really want to carve out some time for, make that intention and carve out that time okay. as best as you can. But at this, <laughs> I say all of that to say, focus on your pleasure and your happiness and your joy uh, as paramount. and then Harry is next in line. You can then focus on his happiness, but yours should be first. <laughs> like this is going to be a really long weekend and really and really bountiful with emotion and people and energy. So don't attempt to overdo it because it'll be a whirlwind and you will forget it or you won't really have experienced it because you're just being pulled in so many directions Mm -hmm. and that'll weigh on you for your wedding day. So I would say just do the best that you can, Um, but people are going to see you at the wedding and your focus is maybe walking the room. But I would say work with your month of coordinator to figure out how do you give some joy and love and attention to all those people that have flown in. And also your wedding guest count isn't that high. It's only not only a hundred people, but some people are having like 500 people shindigs and they're like, how do I show everyone some love? You've got it a little (laughs) bit easier. Um, (laughs) But I would strongly suggest hosting a welcome event for all of those people who are flying in. Um, Even if you only get like an hour and a half um, to hang with them, I think it will be well worth it and put your mind at ease for sure.
2: Okay, great. Yeah. Instead of doing a bunch of individual brunches, just have one big no. <laughs> One No. Bi- all of y'all come here. I'll be
1: here. And even if it's a beach day, like if you're like, hey guys, it's Wednesday. I'm going to be on the beach from two to four. If you'd love to see me, I will be there between these times. If you miss that time, I- good luck and Godspeed. But I would say make it, make it, make them kind of, I don't want to say work around you, but if you if you don't necessarily have the budget to host a whole lot of people maybe say we're meeting up at a bar somewhere we're hanging out on the beach or we've got yeah. a rooftop at our apartment just come hang out like but set the expectation that this is this is just a quick and easy gathering. We'll have some beers. Yeah, We won't have yeah. like a fully plated meal.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's way more our speed for sure. Yeah. Also, as graduate students, I think everyone understands we can't be hosting a million of y- Yeah,
1: <laughs> we'll have some dominoes or like whatever. Like, guys, we're not – we got the wedding for y'all, and that's, our, that's, that's what we're
0: doing.
2: <laughs> okay, great. Thank you for that. Also, with accommodating just different events – um, surrounding the wedding um, of course his family's coming from abroad which is awesome yes his parents are separated ours mine but mine are more like they they still text and like joke about me to each other but for him they have not been in the same room we talked to each other in years but they both expect us to show them around but it's gonna be separately amorous. yes
1: oh my god <laughs> So you're going to have to do one day of that. That's too, that's too much to ask. They need to figure <laughs> out how to get along. I'm I'm so sorry. I'm like, y'all can't come together and be cordial for, but at the same time, do you even want to be in a room where the tension is going to be like, I'd rather not be here.
2: Yeah. I think we're going to do an initial kind of outing together and see how the vibe is there. If they could be cordial, because I'm sure they can be at the end of the day. Um, Agreed. That theory just has not been tested. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, y'all laid down and had a whole baby.
1: Like, you are you guys really sure that you guys can't just not kill each other if I put you in the same room? And at the same time, I would say make it an outing with both sets of families. Cause if yes. your family is like really fun and like funny, their mood will definitely outweigh the negative. Mm.
2: Okay, that makes sense. I see what you mean.
1: So, like with you and Harry in love and y- you and even your family dynamics, everyone's probably going to be hee hee and ha ha. And, and even if they're like over there sat in the corner, no one's going to notice it because they're all having a great time. True. Hopefully.
2: True. Yeah. <laughs> <Hopefully> <laughs> yeah, they're going to be here awesome. for 10 days. So, I think over the course of the 10 days, you know, at least an acquaintanceship again. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> and I think
1: and, and I know we've talked about this on other episodes, but I'm like, it's really having a conversation with each party to say, look, this is what we're doing. We're having a, a celebration of our love. I would love it if for just this one instance, for this week, for this one day, if you could just put aside your own yuck and just be present for me and be in the room with my mom or my dad or whomever, um, even though you have your own feelings. If you cannot do that, don't come. Fair. Yes. Like if you if you can't be your best self for me for
2: one day. I know, I know. <laughs> especially. <laughs> especially. I know they're spending, you know, the time and money to fly across the world pretty much for a bit. Exactly. I think they'll try to make the most out of the moment, especially celebrating Carrie on his new adventure.
1: Exactly. And you're in Miami. Like I mean, London's cool and all, but it ain't Miami. Like, there's no beach. There's no (laughs) like, there's no great food. There's like, like London. I mean, like they're gonna have a great time. He's gonna maybe they'll both meet some, or are they both remarried? I was like, maybe they'll fall in love with someone new. Who knows?
2: (laughs) No, yeah, both remarried. um, Okay, that dynamic. But I, you know, I don't think it's Harry. to Harry. I'm like, okay, you plan all the outings. I will be there. (laughs) Let me handle this. You do that.
1: Precisely. Like Harry, get your family. I would say that get them. (laughs) That's your job.
2: I got mine.
1: We're cool. Let me know how I can help you get your people together. Um, and you can help ideate on really cool things. But I would say also focus on activities that don't require you maybe sitting around a table and eating and looking at each other. Think about (laughs) really active. Yeah, Yeah, I was like, that's not going to be the best. (laughs) Like, not a dinner party. Not it. No, no, no. I would say think about really fun, active, outdoorsy things that just require people to... Everyone needs to be uncomfortable kind of thing. Like, maybe you're, you know, going out to the Keys and going on a beach day or going out on a boat or, like, I don't know, jet skiing or parasailing. I mean, all of these absolutely sound terribly dangerous before your wedding. But ultimately... (laughs) if I'm not scary, then just do something where everyone's outside and and able to enjoy themselves and let their hair down literally and figuratively.
2: Yeah. That makes so much sense to get everyone more engaged in activity and also something to have that small talk about like,
1: exactly, oh, that's
2: a big wave, wasn't it? Yeah. (laughs) There you go. Create
1: some memories. That sounds (laughs) like it, but it sounds like you're on your way and you really have some key things in place, but You keep mentioning this month of coordinator. So we have a month of coordinator expert that I really am excited for you to talk to, but let's figure out what exactly you need to do to prepare to work with your month of coordinator.
2: Let's do it. Sounds good.
1: In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. now it's time to ask our expert. For this segment, we'll be inviting wedding experts and insiders onto the podcast to dig deeper into our bride's biggest problem areas. Today we have with us Lauren Schaefer, founder of the Get Together Events Co. Lauren's specialty is month of coordination and she is here to give Caitlin the rundown on how to make the most of her last month. Hi, Lauren. Hi, Valen.
4: I'm how so excited to be
1: here. We're excited <laughs> to have you. I mean, we we know all about how to get ready for a wedding, but this mm. is Caitlin's first wedding as an adult, and
4: she's mm. the bride. Yes. Yes. Way to make an entrance, Caitlin.
2: <laughs> I mean. <laughs> on a sense of our high, you know?
4: <laughs> but what's also great is that there's no expectations. That's so True. awesome. There's no there's <laughs> no keeping up with the Joneses, which I feel like is uh, an issue that a lot of people have to kind of, you know, get through and struggle with. And so that's great. You're just making your own way. So Caitlin is also in law school. <gasps> oh, okay. So just a few things going
1: on, maybe. And Harry <laughs> is in a PhD program. So... Mm -hmm. So they (laughs) plan this whole shenanigan. It's amazing. They're ready to lock and load, but she's got this month of coordinator. She's been tinkering with the timeline, tinkering with vendors. She's finalized them. But when you sit down with a couple, what's the first immediate next step to saying,
4: I need this from you? Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, when we are about to onboard our couples at that, you know, approximate month out mark, the most important thing that we need from all of our couples are their vendor contracts. So if your vendor doesn't have a contract, maybe, uh, uh maybe make, maybe make a little contract with them. forward along whatever, email correspondence, all of those sorts of things. Because contracts are really where the month of coordinators as your event detectives kind of find all of our hidden gems. You know, does the DJ need a tent? is 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 he performing mm-hmm. outside? You know, does he need a four foot table or a six foot table, or does he bring his own table? All of those sorts of things are traditionally outlined in the contract, and so that's where we can find all of that information for you. So that's what I always tell our clients really first thing is send along all of those contracts or drop them in, you know, whatever program your your coordinator is working with. The other thing that I would say is by that month of mark, Have opinions about just about everything that you know about. Obviously, there are certain things like you don't know what you don't know till you know it, and that's Mm. part of the that's part of the month of coordinator's job is to kind of help unravel and reveal some of those you know secret items. But anything that you know is coming down the pike, Um, anything about programming timeline, things like that, have an opinion. Either yes, I love this. No, this doesn't fit our vision. Or I don't care, do whatever works best. Because at the month of, Mark, that's really not our time to brainstorm, you know? Mm -hmm. Obviously, like, we will find solutions. We will brainstorm however you need. But it is always such a joy when the client really has thoughts and feelings about their day by the time we get to that month of point. Even if their thoughts or feelings are, I don't care, do whatever you think is best. That's great, too. (laughs) Which is my favorite. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Like, copy that.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: when they're passing over all of this information and they've got some opinions, mm-hmm. they also need all of their vendors booked. Can mm. they, it can, is it, what happens if one is like missing or they're still in conversation?
4: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> ideally, in an ideal world, especially if you're getting married in a busy month like October, ideally, you would want to have all of your vendors locked. Obviously, you know, florist, you're not going to have all those details finalized. Mm-hmm. You're not going to know how many exact maybe tables you're going to have there for centerpieces. So those are the kind of details that will come in and finalize with you. Those, you know, the number of centerpieces, the, you know, the chair count with rentals, all of that stuff. But we do want to have deposits down and mm-hmm. contracts secured, signatures on paper. That yep. is ideal. <laughs> um, I would say by the time we come on board If a few of the optional vendors are still pending, that's okay. So like – Photo booth. Photo booth. Mm. Maybe you want to (laughs) – Maybe you want to throw in like a luxury car at the end of the night for a getaway. Sure. Let's do that in the last month. You know, when you get to your budget and you're like, I have extra money because that's what we're all dreaming, right? You know, was like, when was the last time someone said that? I have extra money. I've got extra money. Let's spend some. Yeah, You know, you know we're putting it into the universe. We're putting it into the universe. But yeah, so if you want to, if you decide that you want to add on extra things like a photo booth. Like, um, transportation at the end of the night, things that we're often helping clients book is, um, you like food for your getting ready suite, you know, that kind of stuff. We're totally down to assist. Um, also those are the vendors where, you know, a car service has a fleet. So the likelihood of them running out of cars might be less likely, but obviously, yeah, your photographer. Y- you want to have them be on. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Because yeah, those Saturdays sure. are
4: gone skis.
1: Yes. <laughs> exactly.
4: Exactly.
2: Yeah. Yes. I have most of my vendors' books. I think right now I'm just looking for someone uh, found, Kai mentioned earlier, at the end of the night who's going to clean up um, to hire like a commercial cleaner.
0: Mm.
4: mm okay. Okay. So um, we can get into it a little bit. So is that kind of a discrepancy between – the venue and your coordinator and the catering team as to like who is to clean?
2: So I think catering will clean up most of it because they're bringing in a lot of the stuff. Um, But Mm -hmm. I guess, for example, when people arrive, I'm going to offer like some water bottles at at some point during the dancing. There's going to be sunglasses. Hopefully the intention is that everyone will take them home. But if not, if they get left, I don't want them to just be left on the property.
4: Yeah, absolutely. So I would definitely double check with your month of coordinator what their definition of cleanup is for the end of the night. You know, okay. we have it in our contract that, you know, we aren't, you know, mopping the floors. Like we are, def- like we're not like cleaning the bathrooms at the end of the night. Normally there is <laughs> a vendor yes. um, through the <laughs> venue, perhaps that does that. But um, it is our goal with our team to make sure that the, Material items are removed at the end of the night Mm -hmm. because pretty much anything that is left on property is assumed to be our clients, unless otherwise noted. So, anything like leftover sunglasses, a pair of shoes, a pair of pants, you know, we found it all. We want to collect all of those items and get them back to you. So, I would just double check with your coordinator, you know, what they're where they kind of draw the line in the cleanup and breakdown at the end of the night.
2: Okay, and in terms, we were saying vendors, if we haven't booked or not yet, um, would you say right now it's too late in the game to change my florist?
1: Hmm, Hmm. why do you want to change your florist? Yeah, some tea. So
2: (laughs) basically, a little situation happened where my mother reached out to my florist because she did not like some of my selections. That's its own thing. But basically, the florist, was gossiping to my mom because I'm a graduate student you know your girls on a budget that I kept asking questions about pricing for different things and that Mm. seems like Mm -hmm. cheap to her so I don't really like my florist as a personally person but I do like her work so I'm kind of conflicted
0: Mm. So that's sounds
2: I'm like, is it too late to change my floors? <laughs> I'm like staring at Fallon. I'm like, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. well,
1: well, uh, first question. You did say you liked her work.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: You've already signed a contract. Yeah.
2: That's, yeah.
1: You've put down a deposit. Yes. Okay. So does your contract say that you can get money back if you have a change of heart and you decide to no longer work with her?
2: My idea, if I decided to not move forward with her... Is to use whatever the money I put down for the deposit, and just use that to instead get flowers earlier for my bridal shower. Mm. Okay. So still use your services, but just for that event instead of the main event. But I'm scared that it's just way too late, and now I'm gonna get overcharged because last minute. I don't know. I don't think anything is
1: ever too late. Mm -hmm. I mean, anything is possible. I mean, Lauren. I think you can attest to yeah. pulling some things out of your hat when you uh-huh. got to. Yep. And your wedding's in October. I think you still got some time. But do you want to do this for something that you actually didn't hear firsthand?
2: Yeah, that's the thing. I'm still conflicting. I just kind of wanted to know in making my decision if it's just too risky to like look for another one.
4: Education is gold. So if you want to reach out to other companies, there's no harm in that. I think you can explore even the availability. And I think if other companies whose styles you like aren't available, then you've got your answer right there. I think to Fallon's point, it might be, it might be more work than it's worth to kind of mm-hmm. move forward, especially if you like her style already. I think okay. you can talk to your mom and be like, mom, what the heck? Why are you guys talking without me? Why yeah. did you call her in the first place? Exactly. Why I are they having conversations <laughs> without you there? Like, what did you do? It was, everything was fine. And then you call. Like, what did you do? Like, you had I can
1: one job. I agree with Lauren. Maybe do some research. But okay. I put a deadline on it. True.
2: Okay.
1: By the end of this month, I want to make the call. And if I'm going to move forward with another florist or not, I would also call the florist directly Mm -hmm.
2: and just ask her what happens.
1: Look, Mm -hmm. I talked to my mom. Mom said this. I want us to be on the same page and say, hey, I understand my budget may not be half a million dollars. I still have something and I want to know, are you able to bring this vision to life? And can I trust you with this? This is an important day to me and it's a large investment to me. Ooh,
4: yeah. And then maybe mm-hmm. she'll feel bad and then maybe she'll give you something for free. She's going to give you a <laughs> lot of flowers. <laughs> she will She will show it up.
1: She will show it up. Girl, you're going to have orchids hanging from the ceiling, calla lilies, you going to have peonies and all that. All, yes. So <laughs> I, be- before cutting her loose, hear mm-hmm. it from her and see mm-hmm. what her vibe is. And always, okay. I'm always coming from the position of people have hard lives because I have a hard life. So I'm always like, it could have been a bad day. She could have been feeling anything. She might have had another cheap client that was like, can we do carnations and baby's breath only? Like mm-hmm. everyone's coming from a different place. So call her and, and just say, look, sis, mm-hmm. what'd you say? Mm-hmm. Let's get aligned. Okay. Because I'm feeling like I should let you go, but I really love your work, but I want to know you're down for me.
2: Yes, that's one thing I was afraid of. We already confirmed the flowers I want to use. Just whether. I don't know if in her mind she values her work more. I don't want her to just not do as well the job because she's getting paid less. I'd rather just go to someone else.
1: You have to communicate to that a hundred percent. Yeah,
4: yep. yeah, which is a tough one to have, but you'll feel more confident coming out of it for sure. Okay. I love hard conversations.
1: Okay. Mm. Oh gosh, I love them. <laughs> Caitlin, we love you. <laughs>
4: no, that's so I mean, good to you. Yeah.
1: now we've gotten through that i do want to go back to the cleanup thing though because i think Mm, what we talked about with what lauren said about the contracts make sure you're not taking trying to do someone else's job because even the month of coordinator might not have to clean up if Mm -hmm. the catering Mm -hmm. says you've paid for cleaning Like, Mm -hmm. you might have paid for somebody to come in there at the end of the night and cover that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And your month of coordinator, i.e., if someone like Lauren could read it and be like, you don't need anyone to clean up. Yeah. But to that point, Lauren, Caitlin and I were talking earlier, she has bins of stuff. Ooh, fun. That she's bringing. Okay. I gave her some ideas on maybe color coordinating or labeling, but in your opinion, how Mm -hmm. should she organize the stuff? Yes. And make a checklist on what needs to go back. Yes. How does that happen?
2: And context for organizing the things. (laughs) I literally have a whole room in my parents' house dedicated to all the wedding stuff. So I have the space. Do not worry about that.
4: (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. So first off, I would make sure, does your month of coordinator know about the amount of decor that's coming in? Mm. Not dun, at the dun, moment, dun. No. So I would like maybe give that person a <laughs> heads up okay. just because uh, they might need to bring on an additional set of hands to help with okay. the amount of stuff. Just because, you know, the last thing you want is your, your vendors to be spread thin because you want everyone mm-hmm. to be super supportive for you, you also want all of the stuff that you're bringing in to look gorgeous and have the touch it needs. So just give your uh coordinator a heads up so that they can uh prepare accordingly. Then regarding the organization of stuff, oh my gosh, this is so fun. I would <laughs> I would organize by location. So ceremony, you know, cocktails, reception, you talked about having glasses for the dance floor, so like you know, dance floor, party props, definitely Mm -hmm. organized by organization. And then if you need to do like sub, do it by like each table. So if you're having a cards and gifts table, if you're having like a family memorial table, something like that, keep all those things together. Um, And most importantly, if you have things like escort cards or place cards, please like
1: alphabetize
4: that or actually no please put them in order if they're place cards please go on ahead and group them by table yes so yeah escort cards Uh (laughs) (laughs) yeah just do it all no um but if you can yeah anything that needs to be unwrapped unboxed that Mm. kind of stuff like oh lord when i get a box of candles on site (gasps) and there is foam surrounding it You know, all those little foam doohickeys come off, all the little styrofoam things go everywhere. So before my own personal wedding, I took them out of the box, I brought them into the basement, and I used my leaf blower on them. So if (laughs) you have a leaf blower, go on ahead and do that. Like that, your coordinator will love you so much if all of that pre-unwrapping, folding, that kind of stuff can happen ahead of time. Yeah. Anything
1: that's coming out of Amazon boxes, like all of those little, like, Inserts and pieces because mm-hmm. we're like wow we're just really over here just spending our life unboxing mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yes yeah, but all the things finding. that are fragile <laughs> and
4: like <you> yeah know, <laughs> I love an unboxing like don't get me wrong like but mostly I love that like post Amazon Prime Day at my own house like that's exactly. what I love the unboxing
1: <laughs> not on site
4: when I got uh-huh. an hour to
1: set up and I'm over I'm like I need thirty more people to help yes. me and I was like who's got a box cutter like
4: so <laughs> it's like it's exactly. a lot so exactly all right.
1: I love that. And then I think Caitlin and I also talked about how to prepare for what has to come back, mm. like specialty items, frames. Mm-hmm. Do you use a color coding system for that? Does she make a really robust list for her wedding coordinator or what how should she prepare to make sure what she sent over there get comes back? And the things that can be tossed, choose your adventure.
4: Yes. So uh what I would say is Create a comprehensive – if you're – so my team, we create a pack list for uh, our clients which lists out everything that you all are providing so that we make sure we know everything that's coming in. Um, So if your month of coordinator does not do that, go on ahead and while you're organizing these boxes, list out everything that is coming into the venue and then truly assume that the default is that it is saved and then just highlight the things that should be tossed because everything that is yours should come back to you. Even if it's, you know, a, you know, a poster board escort sign. I don't know your sentiment to that. I'm not going to toss it unless you tell me to toss it. So truly just flag the things that are okay to not come back and then assume everything else should. And then maybe also flag the things that will be additional at the end of the night that are coming from elsewhere that may be Um, you know, Mm -hmm. you guys did not additionally bring in. So if you're saving the top of your cake, that's something that Mm -hmm. you did not bring in, but you want at the end of the night. If you changed into a different outfit, don't forget, you got to get that wedding dress back to you at the end (laughs) of the night, you know, or another set of shoes or whatever that might be. Mm -hmm. So I would say focus on the things that you are okay to toss. Say everything else should come back to me Yeah. plus everything else, plus these additional items as well. Cards and gifts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and when you think about additional items too, I always
1: think about some things that you, that we might not know that are keepsakes to you that are kind of special, but we either I or the catering team might toss them in it. inadvertently, specifically menu cards. Like if mm-hmm. your menu cards or a place card mm-hmm. has your name on it and you're like, even though it's stained, I'd really love to keep it because it's from the – like that. I also always say if you guys um, pop a special bottle of – champagne during your toast. I always save your cork and I put that in your card box. So if there's little things that you're like, I actually would like to save like some little touch points that maybe Fallon or Lauren would never think of. Think a little bit deeper for us if there's something you want us to take away that we might toss in the trash. Mm
2: -hmm. Okay, for sure. Yeah, definitely one thing that we have to take home with us. Um, instead of a guest sign-in book, we're doing the whole, like, sign one of the wine bottles that we'll drink on our five-year anniversary time oh, So those definitely have to make it home with us. Oh, for <laughs> sure. For sure. Yeah. Um,
4: I would even recommend to your month-of coordinator, perhaps, like, go on ahead and pack those away before, like, the last 45 minutes of the reception. One, so they mm-hmm, don't get yeah. missed. too, because no one writes anything good in the last 45 minutes of a reception. So, <laughs> I disagree. I think that's ah! my <laughs> that
2: if I, I see the guest book is empty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: When I see the guest book empty, I'm walking around like literally 12 minutes. We're like, yo, did you sign? Did you sign? Who who needs to sign? I'm like literally forcing signatures. I was like, just put your name down here. It's like ah! we need this book filled. But yes, I agree with you. You can start packing that bad boy up. Lauren, what makes a great client for you when they're mm. when they come ready? Mm. what's ready mean Mm. to you?
4: (laughs) That is so good. So I would say, do your homework. So uh, we definitely provide our clients a lot of kind of Pre onboarding information. So if your month of coordinator has provided you any worksheets or instructions or anything like that, just do it. That's nice. I know that there can be some spreadsheet fatigue when it comes to weddings Mm. because literally every client needs a spreadsheet, but they all matter. So, you know, all
1: spreadsheets matter. All
4: all (laughs) spreadsheets matter. So I would say, do you know, do your homework. And then I would say, I tell all of my clients to sit down with your partner. So sit down with Harry, and if you have not already, stare at each other and come up with three descriptive words, so adjectives, to describe your day. So come up Aww. with those uh so come up with those three words because especially in that last month when it is all those little things that you didn't think about are starting to come down the pike. And you know, we're gonna get like weird questions like how do you want your neck and fold or like whatever that is? <laughs> and you know, things coming from Pinterest and Etsy and Instagram, whatever, TikTok, you know, all the things. Come up with three descriptive words that you want to describe your day to help you through the decision making process. Mm. So if you want your day to be clean, fun, and Creative, I don't know if you want those to be your three words, and then all of a sudden I come, you know, and I say, How about a pineapple napkin folder? I don't, a Christmas tree, like that does not <laughs> align with your three words. So yeah. I always recommend, you know, have some support to help with all of those decisions in the end, mm-hmm. and you would be a great client. Love
1: <laughs> Lauren. If I get married, I'm gonna have you month of coordinate my wedding. You oh, are spectacular.
4: my gosh, I would be honored. but let's be real. You're going to go full service. Girl, I'm going eloping. (laughs) I was about to say, I was like, just kidding. (laughs)
2: Happy to coordinate your elopement. I would love that. You're so good. All of
1: these things have been so valuable. Do you agree, Caitlin?
2: Yes. Thank you so much. I feel a lot more at ease (laughs) knowing what to get ready.
1: Of course. And also I want to say, take a deep breath Mm. So, so just hold Harry's hand, and I love this adjective word. Like what? Like what are? What's our foundation? What are our kind mm. of our, our core values of this wedding, if you will? But before you even get into that, just <sighs> <sighs> mm-hmm. release it all, and then step right into that plan. I am very excited for you.
2: Thank you. I'm excited for me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm going to say that next time once (laughs) I'm (laughs) on
2: Me too. I'm excited for me
1: too. This is going to be great. (laughs) Lauren, any last words of advice or wisdom or anything to keep people at ease?
4: Ooh, I would say when it comes time to hand it over to your month of coordinator, really hand it over because that's mm. the last month. Not only is it the last month before your wedding, it's your last month of being engaged. True. And that's really where, yeah, that's really where all the fun stuff happens and you get the RSVPs and all that great stuff. And so really try to delegate, let them take over and really be present in that last month. As Fallon said, take a big old breath. I love it. Okay. Love that. I'll try yes. my best. <laughs> yeah. I believe in you. I believe in you too, Caitlin. You're going to do this. You're
1: a champion. You're going to you're going to kill it, and you're going to manage the family dynamics with ease. It's going to come yes. naturally to you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, you guys, that's it for this week's episode of Betches
2: Brides. Caitlin, where can people follow you? Yeah. So, best way to be Instagram, Kate Jau, K I T J A U. Love, Lauren.
4: Where can people follow you? Yeah. So we are on Instagram at the get together events and feel free to DM us happy to help with anyone who needs a little coaching. Hey, Hey, all right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys can follow the show at Betches brides on Instagram, and you can follow me on Instagram at Fallon Carter events. Be sure to rate review and follow the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. Now we'll have new episodes every single Monday. So be sure to subscribe. So you don't miss our next episode. Thank you so much for listening until death do us part.
3: Batches.